and welcome to Well To Do, the podcast. I'm Andy Liu and I'm so excited to announce that this episode with Dr. Lewis is actually brought to you by Honest Gum. Honest Gum are totally transparent with their ingredients. In fact, most traditional gum, you're chewing on plastic. But when Honest Gum say they're natural, they are completely that. So without any further ado, we're going to introduce something that's very in theme with our sponsor. Make sure you check out Honest Gum everywhere and chew well. Now, Dr. Lewis, he is a holistic dentist from Sydney. It's called Sydney Holistic Dental. And you know, this is probably the most amazing guest that we'll have. Dr. Lewis is also an athlete. He has his own podcast called Mouthing Off, a very busy man, and we're so excited to have you, Dr. Lewis. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot for having me. Well, you have a huge intro because you're looking after your health in every way, and that's what Well To Do is about, all the things that we need to do to be well. And I guess you are preaching it just by practicing it, right? And showing us exactly how to be well. Yeah, try and set the example. Uh, I think it's really important that if you're trying to inspire people to, to live a healthy lifestyle, you got to talk, talk the talk, walk the walk. So yeah, I try and do my bit, lead by example. You do. So you're a great educator. You obviously train really hard. Um, you practice long, long hours and see literally thousands and thousands of people. And there's a huge wait list for you. I know that I was from Melbourne, had heard all about you and couldn't wait to move to Sydney to see you and the wait list was just crazy. Once we got in, everything was a little bit easier. However, there's a reason that you're so popular and it's not just because you're handsome, which some of our viewers are going to, you know, naturally point out to me when they watch this. You're an incredible educator, but the main thing is that you're holistic in your approach. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about. What's a holistic dentist? Yeah, I think we just recognise that the the mouth is a really important part of the health picture and that what's going on in your mouth can impact the rest of your body. And so, yeah, we obviously do general dental procedures just like anybody else who's a qualified dentist, but um, we look at, you know, headaches, neck aches, nutrition, breathing, sleeping, yeah, airway things as well, pain management. Yeah, so we just recognise that what's going on in your mouth can affect elsewhere and it's not an isolated part of the body. So I think that that unfortunately has been missed in, in the public, you know, it's, it's just not, it's sort of seen in isolation, I should say. And so just educating people about the fact that you can be a lot healthier if your mouth's healthy is what we're all about. See, that just blows my mind because to the average person that doesn't understand real wellness on a holistic level, the way I teach, for them to say what my headache could improve because my mouth is more well or, you know, something else is going to, to be affected. Everything's connected in the body and it's the title of, you know, my eighth health title, Connected. But really the dentist profession hasn't really grasped this the way you have and that's what's most important about your work. This is why you have a huge wait list is that you're acknowledging that when people come in, they might actually have other health conditions and challenges. And then when you start to look at the health of their mouth, the byproduct of that is that other symptoms may disappear. Is that right? Yeah. I look, to be fair to the profession where the whole profession is becoming more holistic, which is awesome. I think the more people that understand these connections and actually 
can educate people on them and get better health outcomes is 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 the goal and to be fair the the profession as a whole is moving in the right direction which is amazing but yeah i mean i think there's links between things like gum disease heart disease diabetes alzheimer's um, rheumatoid arthritis cancers even in the literature now so you know getting people motivated to to look after their 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 teeth and gums and and give them a why not just oh you should brush and floss or you should eat healthy for a lot of people that doesn't really resonate with them you know if you give people a why i think that that's a really motivating factor and i find that i get a lot more motivated patients and and better health outcomes for people if if i actually give them an understanding of why they're doing something yeah it's so true that's what i do with my coaching as well instead of just giving someone a plan teach them how the body works and then they become more inspired right so yeah. how then does the health of your mouth or even just the gums how does that affect things like how can it translate into say something like rheumatoid arthritis you just said yeah so i mean the main the common denominator in all of those conditions is chronic inflammation and we know that you know if your gums are really inflamed because they have a blood supply that communicate with the rest of the body you know it's not like i said it's not in isolation Therefore, it can set up shop elsewhere. So we know that the bacteria in the gums can actually find their way into the heart, et cetera. And then that inflammatory process can then find its, find its way elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's all connected. The surface area of your, your gums is actually the size of an adult hand. So if your gums were bleeding, inflamed and sore and red, you know, if that was on your on your hands, you'd be in a state of panic, but a lot of people, because they can't see it because it's behind their lips, they kind of just turn a blind eye, but don't understand that it's having such a huge impact on their health. So yeah, it's an important message and one that we're passionate about getting out. It's interesting that you say that because if you can't see it, then why address it? But that's just how the human brain works, right? So now we're going look deeper into that. I mean, classic example was, you know, where I couldn't brush. That was where the problem started. But we have to kind of look everywhere, clean everywhere, not just go to where we think we should go to, but actually address every single part of our body. So what is, what's the most profound healing experience that you've ever had in practice where somebody came to you for just a checkup or a filling, let's say, and then something else really improved and changed in their life when they tried every other avenue, perhaps? I think, I mean, there's been several through the years, but I think just the, the main ones is that when we diagnose sort of like a, a long-standing infection in the, in the roots of a tooth or, you know, an, an old an old root canal or an old filling or what have you and then their health just improves where you'll see them you know no, no longer in pain and some of their um, general health issues they might have fatigue or pain or arthritis or what have you and then all of a sudden once you deal with the infection you know their health comes back which makes sense because their body should be concentrating on things outside the mouth and not focused on you know, something as small as a dental infection. And so, yeah, if you take away that source of irritation, often they'll they'll feel better and, and have more energy and their immune system can go and fight other more important things, which is what it's all about. Wow, that's great. Yeah, because the nervous system is only dedicated to about 2 to 10% worth of feeling nerves. The rest of the nervous system's role is to function. So, you know, it's functioning every cell, tissue and organ in our body. And it's really interesting because when, I guess, from a triage perspective, the body goes, right, I know I need to go to this infection and then just forgets about 
looking after the rest. So you're saying we sometimes forget about what might be going on in here and think it's just a small thing, but as soon as it's addressed, everything else starts to work in concert with each other the way it's, it's meant to and it doesn't have to, yeah, deal with that. Yeah. And it's not even the source of pain, as you say, because our bodies are so good at not showing us pain, you know, if the nervous system is only dedicated to 2 to 10% worth of feeling nerves, right? Yeah, so most most dental problems don't cause pain and that's what a lot of people use as the barometer of oral health. They say, oh, I'm not in pain, so therefore I'm in good oral health. But just because you're not in pain doesn't mean you're optimised. And so, you know, like I've had patients that have had oral cancer and, you know, severe gum disease and massive amounts of tooth decay and they've been in absolutely no pain whatsoever. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're in health. So I think that that's an important message that people have to understand. Say it louder. Just because you're not in pain doesn't mean you're optimally functioning, right? That's the biggest yeah. takeaway. Yeah, the biggest takeaway. And so on a functional level, because wellness and well-to-do is all about being proactive, not reactive. And so that's what you would inspire your patients, you know, to come in regularly because people are like, why do I have to come in for a checkup? Why do I have to come in for a clean? Because we want to be proactive, you know, before it gets broke and then fix it. So that whole proactive approach, tell me more about that and why that's so important to you in terms of prevention. Well, prevention's key. I mean, the the mouth is such a hostile environment. You know, we ba- bathe our teeth and our and our fillings and our gums in in saliva all day. We chew. We clench and grind our teeth. We eat acidic foods, basic foods. Just all, you know, it's just constantly changing. It's ever ever dynamic. So, um, if you're not being proactive and and getting in in touch with your dental professional regularly, there there may be things that are starting to break down or cause a problem in the near future and it's just better to get on top of them so that we can nip it in the bud before it comes before it becomes you know something sinister but one of the other things is is touching base with your dental health professional is important because you know you can find out what what the latest and greatest things are to to maintain your oral health and also just touch base on the basics which is you know eating really nutrient dense healthy food natural food making sure you're sleeping well, sleeping with your mouth closed. We know that if you're mouth breathing, your saliva dries out and we need saliva to maintain, you know, good oral health. So I wanted to talk about mouth breathing there and then we can go into the other things, but just because you're on that and there are a lot of my listeners, viewers, fans, readers that do clench their teeth and do mouth breathe and they come to me because they've seen me talk about it before, but tell me about saliva because the average person won't know that we need the saliva. So what happens when the mouth dries up and we are mouth breathing at night? So that means you're opening your mouth, everyone, that's what mouth breathing means. Instead of having your mouth closed and just going through your nose, a lot of people just like, huh. <laughs> so tell us what happens when we're doing that. Yeah, so there's many reasons why people will do that. Sometimes it's habit, sometimes it's allergy, sometimes it's the home environment. You know, they might be living in a in a mouldy or damp place and then all of a sudden your, your nasal sinuses get really congested and then you start mouth breathing or you know they could be really allergic to to dairy products or or whatever it may be it's important to get to the bottom of why it would be happening sometimes they've got broken noses from old sporting injuries and then they just revert to mouth breathing now the issue with mouth breathing is that you dry your saliva out and saliva is important to neutralize acid so that you don't end up getting tooth decay gum disease as well it has a cleansing effect so you want to actually lubricate the mouth and then you know if your mouth breathing drying that out obviously that increases your risk of 
of tooth decay and, and gum disease. But more importantly, I suppose, is also that it affects your sleep. So if you're mouth breathing throughout the nighttime, it means that your tongue's probably not in the right position. It means that it's probably falling back into the into the throat, into the airway, and then you can start clenching and grinding a lot more than you otherwise would, which we, which can crack teeth, stimulate the muscles of the, the neck and head, cause headaches, crack teeth, sensitive teeth, and just waking up unrefreshed, which is you know, obviously not the point of sleep. The point of sleep is to sleep deeply and, you know, wake up refreshed so you can go about your day really effectively, but also for immunity as well. Wow. This is why you are the Mouthing Off podcast guy and Sydney's most popular holistic dentist because there's just so much to learn, right? So then people go about this by not just addressing the cause, which could be some of those things that you said, but... It could also just be by simply, in the meantime, mouth taping. So what's the mouth taping craze and how can that help people? Yeah, so mouth taping is not for everybody, I should say that. So you you obviously need to make sure that there's not any major airway pathology that would stop you from breathing through your nose because you don't want to make breathing even more difficult. But for a lot of people that are in, in good health that have just fallen into a mouth breathing habit over over the years you can use a little bit of like micro pore tape over the over the lips like a little vertical strip like this and it just is something to wear during the daytime for like 10 or 15 minutes a day just to get used to having your, your lips sealed but also just being you know aware of your lip posture throughout the day you know like most people when they look at their phones their lips come apart when they're concentrating on the computer when they're watching tv they get into habits and so that can cross over to the sleep, which is obviously not what we want. We want your lips closed. Um, and so just being aware of that posture is, is important and also just getting a little vertical strip of tape during the daytime can help to retrain yourself. And then, I mean, I've been taping my mouth for years. Like I said, it's not for everyone, but um, yeah, I mean, it's become more in sort of well-known in the mainstream through James Nestor's book, Breathe and you know, Patrick McEwen at Oxygen Advantage, he's he's doing a lot of mouth taping stuff in certain in certain scenarios. So yeah, it's definitely out in the open, but you just do need to check if it's something that would be good for you in your current situation. So like I said, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but it just helps your tongue to be in the right position. There's so many health benefits to breathing through the nose from an immunity standpoint and just an energy and airway standpoint. So I've been doing it for years and, you know, I, I find that I sleep a lot better with it, but it doesn't mean that everybody will, will get the same results. So just a little caveat there. And I guess the best way for people to find out if it's good for them is to actually go and have the checkup with somebody like yourself and, you know, make sure that they don't have anything going on with their nose, nasal breathing. But I just find it so fascinating that when you say people look down at their phones and their mouth starts to open, so that's habitual. I I never thought about that because I guess how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So it's that flow-on effect. So I talk about that a lot, you know, in that if we're doing this in our waking life, then how does that then spill over into our sleep yeah so then this is again the whole holistic approach about how to make everything better and it's never one thing I think we've been taught with the allopathic model which is very mechanistic in its approach that's the medical model for some people that don't understand whereas the wellness model is holistic in its approach as opposed to mechanistic it's one is proactive one is reactive but that 
allopathic model always just taught us to just look at one area, that mechanistic approach. And so not just with the health of, you know, your mouth, we were talking about how that's connected, but also our lifestyles. So that's what I wanted to talk about is that all illness really is lifestyle related. I mean, that's a big call to make, but how do you feel about our ever-increasing stressful lifestyle, fast food lifestyle, and how is that changing your the way you see people in practice? Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Are we becoming more educated? Look, I think that the, the vast majority of the foods that we consume today are, you know, are not ideal how we have evolved to eat. So, you know, that's obviously putting us behind the I think in the modern world, we can overcomplicate things and the, the solutions to health are actually really simple in the sense that, you know, if you're just eating a lot of natural nutrient dense foods, you know, from an oral health standpoint, foods that are high in vitamins A, D, E, K, the fat soluble vitamins, calcium, you know, omega-3s, then, you know, you'll, you'll find that your your mouth will improve and generally your mouth is a, an indication of what's going on in the rest of your body. So, like, if we take tooth enamel, for example, it's 10 times harder than bone. If you're if the, one of the hardest substances in the body is, is falling apart, then, you know, you have to work out well, why that's happening and oftentimes it's a disease of, of diet. So... Diet's a massive thing. Yeah, I mean, stress is a, a massive problem for your oral health as well because we live high-paced lives. We sit behind computers all day. We have deadlines, mortgages, kids to look after, a million miles an hour. So I think that we need to kind of slow down a little bit. And the link there to oral health is obviously that if you're really stressed out, you're, you're more likely to clench, grind, stimulate muscles in and around the head and neck, and you can just become become in more of a pain pattern, which is not what you want, and you can end up cracking teeth, like I said, so it's getting sensitive teeth. And so the solution to that not only is to you know, lead, try and lead a less stressful life and do things that make us feel relaxed and bring joy, but also the short-term solution or if it's not working out, dentists like yourself can create a splint to wear at night so that the muscles aren't completely in spasm. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's one treatment modality. There's a lot of things that you can do in terms of jaw health. I mean, obviously, going off and seeing a, a really good massage therapist, physiotherapist, you know, chiro, osteo, whoever you, you get results with, that can help a lot. You know, Epsom salt baths, making sure you're getting massages in, in and around the neck and the jaw, you know, dealing with the reasons why you're, you're stressed out, like getting to the underlying cause. But yeah, in some, in some people, we do make mouth guards that can open the airway, give more, more tongue space, help you, help your breathing. And so you're less likely to clench and grind, but also protect the teeth and relax the muscles. So we often do some custom made TMJ work. So temporomandibular joint dysfunction and we treat a lot of that and so yeah we we tailor it to the individual patient that's sitting in front of us and I'm not saying everyone needs a splint that that clenches and grinds sometimes they just need to move their body wake up early see the sunshine relax spend time with family get get a massage and they're good you know it just depends so we try and we just try and tailor treatment to the person that's in front of us. Yeah, there's no one-size-fits-all approach or formula to how we practice health. It's also individualistic. And so I guess, tell me about what is the most profound disease? Like, can you, I mean, have you looked at somebody's 
mouth, for example, and going, oh, well, we need to run some x-rays because this person probably does have, you know, something more sinister just by looking at the health of their gums. Yeah, are you talking, you're talking about like whether or not there'd be something systemic going on or? They thought they were just coming in for a mouth issue, but then by looking at their mouth, you were like, hang on, there might be something left undetected within somewhere else in their body that they weren't even aware of. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the the most common one is that if you have really inflamed gums that are, and you've got really uncontrolled gum disease, we're often looking at diabetes. So often, which is a massive problem at the moment, you know, so many, so many adults have diabetes. Yeah. One of the classic signs of, of gum disease is that you, you might have diabetes. So we have to work with other doctors, which is what we do. It's not, it's not our job to treat diabetes. We obviously focus on one part of the body, but it's my job to recognize whether or not there might be something going on. So yeah, if you've got uncontrolled gum disease, there's some issue there. Usually we're going to, we're going to look at diabetes. Yeah. And then you sort of co-manage that person or just refer them on to go and have it looked at to someone else. Well, if you control your gum disease, you control your diabetes. There are two ways straight. So we'll, we won't just go, oh, check if you've got diabetes and you never have to come back. It's if you do have diabetes, you need to come in and we need to make sure your gum health is impeccable because if it's impeccable, your diabetes will, will be improved. So that's just one example of, of the links. And that's all over the literature. There's, there's no denying the link between gum disease and diabetes and, and the fact that it's a two-way street. So if you've got uncontrolled diabetes, your gums will suffer. If you've got really, really ordinary gum health, your diabetes will suffer. So it's, it's a two-way street. That is absolutely incredible for some people who just never thought about this. I mean, you and I, we talk about wellness all day, every day. But to the average person that's not thinking about health holistically, I think that would be mind-blowing for them, really. What's the most sensationalist thing, I think, that, you know, people are talking about in terms of dentistry? Because, as you say, it's just so simple. Like, you were talking about brushing. But then there's so many different ways to floss and different utensils to clean I mean, is it just getting a bit crazy and, and how do we just keep it simple? Um, yeah, look, I think that the, behind any health area, there's always a bit, you know, a, a business that, you know, people are trying to tap into, unfortunately. I think there's so many products out there and I think you just got to go back to the data, you know. Floss is really good, um, but also the latest sort of water water picks, you know, those water flosses. They've got some interesting new data behind them in, in the literature. And then those little interdental brushes that um, you can poke between your teeth. Yeah, I mean, they've all got data to support them. And so it's just a matter of finding ones that, that work for you. And that's working with your dental hygienist or your dentist to actually get them to sit down and work out which one you can use so that you will use it. Because it doesn't matter what's on the market. If you're not actually getting to the spots that you need to get to, you're, you're wasting your time. So you've got to find, find, find things that work for you. Most people don't floss, Dr. Lewis. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people who just think that's the extra bonus, you know, the, the icing on the cake, but it, oh, pardon the pun, <laughs> but you know, it really is the, one of the most important things that we should do daily, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're, if your diet's impeccable and you drink plenty of still clean water and you're breathing through your, your nose and your lips are sealed and you're really healthy, you know, you may be able to get away with with not doing that, certainly not what I'm promoting. But yeah, I mean, 
I think it's I think it's an important thing to do just to to minimize the amount of inflammation in the body and we know that inflammation is really problematic and all the all the chronic diseases that we see and are running rampant throughout society are inflammatory based so like I said it's such a big surface area and if you can minimize your your inflammation it's a good thing so I always floss or use an interdental brush or use a water pick. Yeah, I think everyone should should do that. Yeah, everything is inflammation uh, when it comes to, you know, disease. So what about, tell me about teeth whitening because a friend of mine reached out to me recently. She knows I've seen you as a patient and she was like, Andy, what are the natural ways to whiten your teeth? And I'm thinking, oh, I don't really know if there are any because, I mean, it's more about a preventative, like don't let them get brown in the first place what if somebody already has and they didn't want to go down the bleach route what could they do yeah look it's it's a tough one that there's nothing as effective as as you know quote unquote the bleach stuff you know that's the most effective it's got the most data behind it it's effective for most people everyone has their own whitening potential and everyone has their own you know unique color to teeth as well that's what a lot of people don't realize we don't all have the same colored teeth and so your whitening potential is is different depending on who you are and so yeah there's natural things like swishing with coconut oil i mean there's no real data to support the fact that that works but some people anecdotally say that it has worked if they're consistent with it but it takes a long time Um, but the best thing to do is just keep your teeth really clean eat really healthy natural foods that don't Stain the teeth, you know, like the big ones are sort of red wine, black coffee, lots of teas, green juices. These sorts of things are going to make your teeth more more pigmented. I see a lot of people that drink and drink green juices or turmeric juices or whatever, and they come in with green tinges. It's easy to get off, but yeah, or, you know, the turmeric drinkers, they'll come in with like yellow around their fillings. They'll create a stain and things. So, yeah, it's... it's dietary based as well it's not just keeping them clean wow okay yeah exactly and who inspired you to become a dentist uh so my dad and my uncle are both dentists they started it's in it's in the blood i suppose they started sydney holistic dental center in the early 80s and yeah i just i've obviously been exposed to it my whole life and been around that sort of way of thinking and you know, prior to being a dentist, I was a full-time soccer player and I, did, I was a strength and conditioning coach and I've always been interested in human performance and the way that they practice, I thought it was a, a nice uh, thing for me to go into and it's really nice to work with my my family, you know. It's uh, nice to be the next generation and keep it going and I think, you know, that makes them proud, the fact that they can actually pass on their knowledge and, you know, their, their business further down the track, you know, just to the next generation. So it's nice. Absolutely. Paying it forward. That must make you feel so good. And on that note, what is your vision for the future? I'm off to do a, a master's over at uh, Oxford University and and just um, digging into some data and some research in, you know, links between oral health, general health stuff. So my personal goal is just to educate people to take control of their health and upskilling in that way so that, I can get some better health outcomes for people, which is what it's all about, which is why health professionals generally sign up and do what they do. Yeah. I mean, that is special. I always think most special people are the health professionals and our teachers, our educators. But, you know, doctor, the word doctor means teacher too in Latin. 
So, I mean, my favourite quote is by Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. Do you know the quote? The doctor of the future will give no medicine, rather educate his patient in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. So somebody like yourself speaking so passionately about continuing education is just, you're the doctor of the future. So it means a lot that we've had you on the show. And uh, for the world, what's your vision for the world when you've educated them all? Yeah, I just think I just think people need to go back. Like I said, they need to go back to basics. You know, we get so so caught up in the modern world and think everything's so complicated. And I think we're kind of told that it is. But you know, if you go back to basics and prioritize your health, prioritize your sleep, prioritize your movement, pri- prioritize your your nutrition, and get a good t- good team of health professionals around you that inspire you to be healthy, then you know everyone will be healthy and that's better for everyone in the world. So, yeah. So true. We've all got like one little flaw, you know, when it comes to, you know, because we're only human. I think mine would be stress and sleep when it comes to my health because I've got everything else down pat. What's your thing that you'd like to improve? Um, I think I could probably, because of the nature of my work, I'm, I'm inside a lot and, and so I think I could probably get out into nature a little bit more and just uh, get out in the sunshine a bit more. I think that's such a such a big part of health is actually getting enough enough sunshine and, and moving your body in nature. So I think I could probably improve it on that. I'm a bit of a bit of a city boy. Well, there you go. I hope that everybody that's listening to the podcast is going for a walk outside while they're listening or at least moving their body and we will love you and leave you on this very edition with Dr. Lewis, our holistic dentist on well-to-do and make sure everybody gets outside into nature, including yourself now, Dr. Lewis. Hopefully you can get out (laughs) after this call. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Thank you so much. Lots of love to you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.